1: Welcome to the RoadWire DFS podcast. Derek Van Riper here with Mario Puig. It is Monday, August 21st. You're probably out watching the solar eclipse right now. Hopefully you're doing that with some glasses that work and not some fake stupid glasses that don't. But uh, good luck if you are watching that. Hope it's uh, been very enjoyable for you. Uh, Today's slate features eight games this evening. Uh, Some threats of rain in a few different areas. Nothing seems like overwhelming right now there's a back half of a double header between the twins and white Sox. that one looks like maybe the one that we have to watch most closely uh dodgers pirates and a's orioles are the two games that are kind of sketchy maybe boston cleveland but everything seems like it's going to clear out prior to game time at least as of lunchtime here in the midwest on monday let's start with the pitching Alex Wood is our most expensive option on FanDuel, 9700 is the price, Dodgers on the road in Pittsburgh, Garrett Cole going for the Pirates, uh, Cole Hamels gets the Angels on the road at 8600 Mike Clevenger at the same price gets the Red Sox while pitching at home in Cleveland. Of those top four options, is there one that you feel most confident in? Is it just Alex Wood as the most expensive pitcher on the board today? Seems like it has to be him. I mean, it's not Cole,
2: given uh, the bat discrepancy on the respective sides. Uh, maybe you can make the case for Hamels over Wood, uh, if only for like a pivot kind of reasoning.
1: But it, th- it thins out rather quick today. mean, the thing about Hamels is that he's not striking a lot of guys out, has to pitch very deep into the start and deliver the quality start and win points in order to make value at 8600 so i think he going against skaggs that actually decent (laughs) setup
2: it's well i mean the the rangers bats you'd prefer against righties generally than lefties so uh i mean the bats he's going against himself are tame but might not get the the greatest most reliable run support i don't know
1: but where else can you go i mean yeah there's not faulty 7700's been pretty bad in three of his last four one gem kind of tucked in there at least he goes back home To uh, face the Mariners. All Zach Davies does is win. He wins a lot. The Giants are bad. It's on the road. So the contact that Davies allows is less of a concern. The Giants are just weak. I mean, it's it's, it's also a situation where Chris Stratton is starting on the other side. I know he pitched well uh, last time out. I believe that was against the Nationals. But I'm hesitant to buy in on Chris Stratton as a guy that's going to keep the Brewers lineup quiet. So I think the way I look at it tonight davies comes in pretty high maybe even more so in cash than in gpp yeah i mean he even in his better case
2: scenarios is usually more of a cash kind of uh play just because he doesn't strike people out normally but uh yeah 7500 on a slate where the other pitching is pretty much all
1: perilous anyway you guess he could be pretty popular in cash games Taiwan Walker, I think, would be a great play. The last couple starts, though, the velocity has been down. Really? How much? A a couple months, like two miles per hour, I think, according to Brooks. So I'm a little bit hesitant to roll Walker out there. Otherwise, the matchup against the Mets, I think, is a good one. I like Taiwan Walker on the road because he gets a park boost, usually, leaving Chase Field. Uh, What about the other side of that matchup? Does Robert Gazelman interest you at all as a tournament option? Uh, not really, but is yeah. Is there a, a
2: case that can be made that that mm. you would try to go at if you were his lawyer?
1: Not really. No, okay. I don't. Well, I don't think so. This is one of those nights where, Your Honor, my client is is terrible. There have been te- there have been several nights this season where you look at the bottom half of the price list and you really can't find a GPP guy that you feel good about. At least I have been able to do that.
2: I, if I was looking for a GPP, I think it would be uh, well Walker. I just kind of missed before I actually. I have to go see about the velocity if 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 he's you know vaguely himself then in a tournament on a slate this thin uh 7100 i think
1: he's in play and the other one would be skaggs for me Yeah, skaggs for me over walker based on what i'm seeing with the velo numbers but i think it's going to be a lot of zach davies and probably a lot of alex wood as well assuming that the the rain holds off as expected uh, in pittsburgh plenty of, of pitchers to stack against i mean carson fulmer is expected to go in that nightcap for the White Sox, part of that doubleheader. He's pretty bad, huh? He's just, I don't think he's long for being a starter in the big leagues. I think he's going to be a good reliever, and that's pretty much it. Uh, so despite the pedigree, I'm just not that interested in Fulmer as a GPP option. I think he's a better target with Minnesota Bats. The challenge is that as that as a doubleheader, you know, you may have to wait longer to get those lineups. That makes oh, shuffling yeah. things around really difficult, especially stacking Twins in that spot. Uh, Andrew Albers is going for Seattle, so maybe you get some exposure to Albers with some Atlanta bats. Dylan G uh is is the other side of that Twins White Sox doubleheader, so same risk caveats apply with the
2: White Sox. That over under is gonna end up at like a uh, ten and a half, isn't it? Probably. Yeah, um, Fulmer walks a lot, gives up a lot of homers in the in Triple A, so uh that could go in the in the Twins bats are pretty hot right now. I guess a no could make that uh, an issue, but yeah. Anyway, bad pitchers.
1: I think my first stack target is Chris Smith I mean going into Baltimore facing an Orioles team that can do a lot of damage Smith doesn't really have overpowering stuff I think he's the guy that looks like he's most susceptible to giving up five or six runs tonight of this bunch
2: yeah a fly ball low velocity pitcher who's uh, been pretty bad uh, to this point so yeah that's that's where the home run potential seems like it might be most reliable uh, you know Carson Fulmer
1: aside Let's take a look at the catcher position tonight. Yes, has Money Grandal, 3400 leads the way. Uh, Kurt Suzuki and Steven Vogt, the only other two at or above 3000 So catcher's a little bit thin. Uh, one name that kind of stands out, assuming he gets the start against Andrew Albers, is Tyler Flowers at 2800 uh buster posey is discounted pretty nicely at 2800 against davies the problem is i'm planning on using zach davies so i can't really throw
2: a bat out there against him i don't know enough about math or anything at all really to to guess uh, you know definitively whether it never makes sense to have some batter going against one of your pitchers because like when posey's that cheap and you know davies is also that cheap like, could this just be a thing where, like, you play Davies, you have Posey, at, you know, basically a scenario where it's his price is much lower than his skill and circumstances would normally dictate, and, you know, maybe get like 12, 15 points out of him, and Davies still gets you like 35 or something. I don't know.
1: Yeah. In a weird way, it, it may be kind of like, all right, we expect Davies to get hit a little. And if anyone's going to hit on the Giants, it's Buster Posey. You know, he'd be at the top of and the list. And it's at the
2: weakest so. position. I mean, like, maybe shortstop aside or something like that. And
1: yeah, I, I would agree with that. Uh, whichever one of the Braves catchers goes, though, Suzuki or Flowers, I think yeah. it's pretty interesting against Albers. Son. What is
2: the deal with Albers, exactly? Like, was he just a relief guy in previous majors appearances? This uh doesn't seem to have many innings in the majors.
1: He's just kind of a quad-A arm, you know, organizational Ooh. filler doesn't throw real hard or anything just just kind of shows up and takes the ball when asked that's really low do really low velocity okay yeah
2: anyway that that makes sense to go after him yeah Suzuki and Flowers have both been pretty hot
1: I mentioned the uh, possibility of loading up on Orioles Wellington Castillo and Caleb Joseph depending on who gets the nod there at 27 and 2600 also pretty high up on the list Uh, anything else you see at catcher that's worth uh, worth pointing out based on the matchups today?
2: Well, I, I'm i always uh, open to the idea of using Manny Pena, especially when he's 2,600. I know it's not an upside thing, probably, but uh, if Stratton isn't that good, and I don't think he's that good, uh, then the Brewers might score some points today, and Pena on base and contact both are pretty good, so should be a, a pretty high floor
1: relative to most catchers. Let's shift the focus now to first base. and uh, You start off, if you look at the splits, you know, OPS against the handedness of the starting pitcher they're facing. Cody Bellinger is the best option on the board. He's day-to-day right now uh, as he works his way back from an ankle injury. So it's probably going to be a few days before he starts again, so you can pretty much throw Bellinger out, barring a, a surprise uh, at the last minute. Uh, Ryan Healy against Wade Miley I think is really interesting because Miley, well, he's not that good. The over-under in that game with the Smith-Miley matchup is 10 and a half. And Healy's only twenty nine hundred. So on FanDuel you can save some money at first base tonight. Get a guy that gets a park boost and you get him in the platoon advantage that you're looking for.
2: Yeah, definitely like Healy at that price. Uh gonna probably like a couple of those Oakland power bats in this one. Uh but yeah, it's sticking straight at first base. Um yeah, I guess Chris Davis could keep could probably go two days in a row against
1: Chris Smith. Um yeah oakland's chris davis or today or baltimore's chris davis against oakland oh i'm the so two stupid. chris davis I, 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 i'm
2: so stupid I, I went straight from talking about uh the right-handed a's power bats to referring to the first <laughs> baseman lefty for the orioles hey, it tripped uh, me up too yeah I'm, I'm so stupid anyway yeah they're both uh, quite nice uh, on paper today
1: other player I'm I'm kind of interested in GPPs is Mitch Moreland going up against Mike Clevenger. I know Clevenger is a guy that we like from a skills perspective. I don't really like him today in this matchup. We know Cleveland as a park boosts up left-handed power, so if you're looking for maybe a lower-owned GPP first base target, if you think that there's going to be a lot of attention on Ryan Healy. I think mitch Moreland at a similar price at 2800 also could scratch the itch trying to pull up a uh, Kenis vargas's righty splits here to
2: see if uh, one of, uh, one of his handednesses is like more contact uh the other
1: less contact more power and i'm trying to see if this is the uh he's hitting 224 297 435 against righties going back to the start of last season
2: and uh, it's his better like homer handedness because he gets more fly balls and more home runs per fly ball as as a uh, against righty pitchers. So yeah, I think GPP Vargas could
1: be good if he's in the lineup. I think he'd be even more sneaky than a guy like Mitch Moreland if that opportunity presents itself. Uh, shifting over to second base, looking at the top of the board based on the splits there, not seeing anything that's overwhelmingly great. Uh, you know, Ozzy Albies is. Uh, a player that you just see so little home run potential at 2800 I I guess I'm I'm sort of intrigued Uh, the speed kind of gives him a little extra boost here and there too but what are you doing with Albies right now you switch hits and you know there's not a lot of reason to think the Braves would ever pull him from a game early he's a great defender so is he the kind of guy you go after as long as that price stays under 3000 I don't know anything about his uh
2: Switch hitting splits uh, from the minors, but it, if there's nothing wrong with his like lefty uh, going against lefty skill set, I, I think at that price on a slate like this, it's it's pretty reasonable because he can get on base, he can steal. Uh, that might be an offense that just scores a decent number of runs today. I, I'm not totally psyched about the alternatives, so it's like yeah, there's there's a list of negatives, but like in in relative terms i think it's pretty fine play at 2800
1: the overall best value though at the position i think is jonathan scope at 3300 we keep talking about orioles if i had to pick one orioles bat to use scope might be the guy yeah he's the 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 top second base
2: play i think uh or at least the most chalky i would imagine but other than that uh i guess brandon phillips at 3100 is pretty palatable um if you expect the Red Sox to put some on a Clevenger,
1: then Nunez at 3000 is pretty cheap for how good
2: he can be, I think.
1: Agreed. Moving over to third base, Jake Lamb cheap against a righty. It's not at home, but 3500 against Gizelman is pretty tempting. I think that could be an interesting play. Uh, Adrian Beltre in a vacuum, I like him, at $4,400. A a, so. he has
2: got a home price and he's on the road. I don't know yeah i mean 4400 is pretty steep when you can get manny machado for 300 less yeah you can get manny machado and uh that that's going to be one that you'll probably want some shares of if you're doing multiple lineups devers in play because he's just the greatest of all time in the in the, the lefty power scenario there going against clevenger um let's see jose jose ramirez at 3400 is kind of i don't
1: know are you, are you uh, taking any shots at Fultonevich based on his recent form? <laughs> is kyle seager in atlanta where left-handed power has been getting a boost this yeah, season we, is that worth a, i guess we a could
2: mention that uh yeah at first yonder alonso second robinson cano and seager at third are all pretty good plays i think and uh, they could have quite a lot of upside if folty keeps pitching the way he has um but yeah, other than that at third matt chapman could maybe uh, hit a Wade Miley, uh, turkey ball, like
1: entirely out of the stadium. So I mentioned before that Ozzie Elby is kind of in the mix, and that was more for like GPP. He's hitting seventh in the order right now. Uh, Dansby Swanson at shortstop is another interesting way to go about it. He's hitting a lot better since returning from AAA. 2,500, righty-lefty matchup against Andrew Elbers. Uh, I don't think you can do it outside of the GPP context because of where he's buried in the order. And I don't think you want to stack him with Elbies as the 7-8 hitters, of course. But I think Swanson at least has to be in the conversation when you look at shortstop. Uh, because, again, it's, it's a smaller slate, so you don't have an overwhelming number of quality options to choose from. Right, yeah. I, I mean, at short, is is a VR, a 2,900, pretty interesting to you? Uh, if he's in there, yeah. But yeah. I, I think the player I'm, I'm most intrigued by right now, based on the mid-tier pricing, is Marcus Simeon. Like Ryan Healy, gets a righty-lefty matchup against Wade Miley, gets the park boost. 3,300 is very fair. Uh, Simeon's one of those players, does a little bit of everything. And I really like the idea of throwing him out there against the lefty, especially.
2: Yeah, the other shortstop in that game, too, Beckham. Uh, I know it's, it's righty-righty in that case, but uh, he still makes pretty hard contact against righties for shortstop standards. And in that Baltimore stadium, uh, that the home run potential really suits him.
1: What's your interest level in Ahmed Rosario? I mean, if you think about the Mets lineup and and where he's going to fit in uh to the equation, he's generally low in the order. I don't really think we're going to see him jump up in the immediate future. It's kind of like the albies Swanson scenario. Like do you do you consider Ahmed Rosario tonight going up uh, against but could be a broken Taiwan Walker? Uh I mean, at 2200, I guess it's it's you're
2: not really banking on much from him anyway, so the the chances of paying off are pretty good if only because you're not paying much to get get him on your lineup but uh yeah i don't know i mean at up, i would ideally get one of the guys in the baltimore oakland game but at 2200 rosario yeah if if walker is uh hurt still basically that
1: that could pay off because rosario is obviously pretty good shifting over to the outfield nicky delmonico coming off a huge weekend in texas still just 2900 i would assume we'll he's in the lineup. Yeah. You're, gonna, you're gonna
2: fade him i mean i don't know I what, what kind of ownership percentage are you expecting on him 35 yeah i mean his he he had he profiles as like an okay player but like his numbers are just bonkers right now and it, it it's not it's not sustainable at all and uh i don't know it's like if if you if you can see him as being useful for being the player that he will eventually regress to if that's a useful player to your lineup in this context then yeah go for it but like I think expecting him to, like, truly outplay his price is, is probably a bit much.
1: Yeah, it's almost like he's appropriately priced based on yeah. what you really expect, and he's playing really well, so then you're looking at him and you're like, oh, how can I not play Nicky Delmonico? One answer might be Trey Mancini, who's also at 2900 It's righty-righty for him, but I I'd would rather have love a, that spot.
2: Yeah, I'd rather have Gamel at 2700 in Atlanta. Um
1: let's see if there's any super cheap guys here. Yeah. Um, how about jd martinez at 3600 and he's got gazelleman it's on the road so it's not it's not definitely chased, still like, uh, it's ball hard everywhere
2: chad pinder at 2300 going against wade miley he's got quite a bit of power um so yeah if, if he gets in the lineup pinder i think has a pretty good home run chance um yeah i guess i guess that's pretty much it as far as the super cheap guys mm. But yeah, so thirty six hundred for JD Martinez is a pretty uh, nice price for how both high floor and high ceiling he tends to be. Um, but yeah, what is there a particular stack formation you see amongst the outfielders? I mean, Matt Kemp is twenty six hundred. That's pretty insane. It's tempting, but he like, do we know if he's healthy? Because that he for about a month there he was pitching or he was uh, hitting with like no power at all because he was just had a bad hamstring and seems like he's been rather slow since coming back too
1: he's only had the, the one game back right he oh got the okay. day off sunday well, yeah I, I mean i think on am blind faith at that price i'm willing to sneak matt Kemp into the lineup against the lefty like andrew albers yeah definitely i mean if he gets healthy then he's
2: really good and worth well more than that in a matchup like that so uh yeah if, if you if you make that bet and he is healthy you'll quite simply probably be looking pretty smart for it
1: another one from the oakland baltimore game rajai davis against the lefty it's always on the table i think from yeah. from a dfs perspective 2700 is if the you price some, there if you
2: somehow get a homer out of rajai your your lineup is just uh off to a screaming good
1: start yeah you get like a leadoff home run and then he steals a base later in the game i mean that could be that could be the difference maker so he's pretty intriguing uh at his price today as well i mentioned mancini before he's in the mix delmonico is at least worth considering but if you're in a gpp fading him maybe yeah, i'd, I'd rather have
2: pinder in a vacuum like let alone adjusting for
1: ownership i don't think i'd yeah pinder against the lefty at 2300 i could see it uh, looking at some other kind of mid-tier options today on the board the price on on byron buxton has ticked up to 3300 dollars. a lot has changed in is terms it, of his production he's here is it is he finally here well, it could be. If you go back to the start of August, 19 games now, uh, three homers, six steals, 328 average, 371 OBP, 934 OPS, averaging 12.6 points per game on FanDuel during that span. So it, it seems like things are, are starting to click uh, for Byron Buxton. And the big number you have to look at with regard to any period of time for him is the strikeout total, 17 yeah. strikeouts and 64 at-bats. That's a step forward for him. I mean, he's whiffed uncontrollably at times. Is that about 30% or something? It's closer to 25. 25, okay. And he was like pushing 40 before or something like that? Yeah, he was just flirting with the 40% mark, I think, a lot. So that's just a a really encouraging sign from the Twins' young outfielder. Uh, so he's kind of interesting still at that price point because it's against, it's against Carson Fulmer, right. a, a pretty bad White Sox bullpen.
2: Yeah, and uh, similarly, I mean, Rosario and Kepler are in play in a matchup like this, uh, even though Rosario's price is up now in his hot streak. That, that'll, you know, of course happen, but still, I think, worth the price in a game where, yeah, the Fulmer just
1: might be uh, pretty bad. Today in drunk algorithm pricing, Nomar Mazzara 4,300 against the lefty. That's weird. Yeah, on the man. road. Sounds good. Jay Bruce 4100 against the lefty. That's kind of bizarre too. Uh, but yeah, you look at some of these other options that are higher up on the board. There's not a lot of top-end talent to build around. I mean, Mike Trout at 5200 and Nelson Conforto. Cruz at 49. Uh, Conforto at 3800 looks like a pretty good value. Mm-hmm. And while I mentioned before, Taiwan Walker's velocity has been down, I'm not sure I'm going full met stack, but Conforto could be like a $4400 player in a week Next or two year, year, would, I bet he will be yeah. yeah he's a great hitter yeah. i mean like he's in a, a bit of a mini slump over the last handful of games but i i believe in the talent and if you go back you know since the uh the day before the all-star break averaging 12.2 fanduel points per game in his last 37 i know that's a kind of a random cutoff but just taking a snapshot of the last chunk that he's played he's been very effective 12 home runs along the way yeah uh conforto i think
2: i mean he profiles is a guy who will be in that four thousand range pretty regularly once uh yeah especially when we head into next year with all the anticipated adp kind of stuff and uh we'll see him more in the mookie bets range of price and less in the uh you know 35 36 range that he's been in uh so yeah today if walker is damaged it, by the way is it his feet again that are wrong or something else i don't know oh they, I, I don't, they're not i don't know if they, he's actually like day-to-day with any sort of real injury it's just the velo is down okay and yeah so they're just kind of not mentioning what what might be going on there but uh yeah anyway if if walker is off you know the the righty lefty matchup for conforto makes him
1: pretty good even against good pitchers so so the one last question for you here as we get ready to sign off uh, are you stacking the two chris davises because i think the oakland and the baltimore chris davis both have good matchups today at camden yards (laughs) Yeah, if, you, if you're going to not do Ryan Healy, then
2: uh, Chris Davis is the other guy in that game. They could both homer pretty easily. Um, but yeah, otherwise, I, I, I kind of like that Kenise Vargas uh, long shot against Fulmer otherwise.
1: Vargas, I mean, if, if you were going to do a chalky tournament lineup and you just wanted to put Vargas in as your only twist that, that's enough of a twist i think if he's in there in this
2: in it this it done in the totally plausible scenario where carson fulmer goes uh seven strong with uh, one home run allowed it would be vargas in that particular dimension
1: yeah because it would make us all very angry it would it absolutely <laughs> would baseball fans don't forget it's still baseball season keep at it fan duels here and it's better than ever it's fantasy baseball for everyday fans. New contests continuing every day. No busted season. So if you're struggling in season long, pick up the uh, DFS interest right now. Pick a contest, choose your team, and compete against other fans. Again, FanDuel's got the late swap contest this year. No more worrying about those late lineup scratches or a sudden storm. The updated scoring includes quality starts, so... Pitchers now have more control over their own performance. And, of course, friends mode is an option, too. Create a league for your friends. Choose the days you play each week, and the contests are created automatically. And a leaderboard keeps track of how you stack up against each other. Have all the fantasy that baseball has to offer? FanDuel. Be sports rich. Sign up today. Go to fanduel.com RW. We've got a special offer for new users you can deposit today and get a free six-month Rotowire subscription plus five free entries Up to $50 in value to try a variety of sports on FanDuel. It's FanDuel.com slash RW. Enjoy the games tonight. Good luck with this slate. We're back with you. Joe and Todd are with you on Tuesday.